Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills. We discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out, focusing on Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Michael Apps. Voice is correct. You are, in fact, at The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills without the need for a whetstone. This is the podcast we talk about these games inside and out. Uh, this this uh, this chapter is number six. This is chapter six in our adventure, Mister Apps, and it's called Stylin. All right, you ready to talk about styles today? I am. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's all about style, because because rumor has it that Monster Hunter Generations has lots of style. Uh, yes, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. Even in its gathering quest, I hear. Uh, which will come up later on. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, it, I got a good reminder of why I originally disliked uh, Generations, uh, but we'll get to that. Mm, does it rhyme with lathering mest? <laughs> it does. Okay, just just check it. I want I kind of want to know what that is now, but yes, it does. Okay, well, you know, I think that's a good uh, a good little dangler. Uh, for a few people to keep on listening, a little temptation there, so they could find out what I was possibly rhyming with there. Uh, but anywho, yeah, we've got we've got a lot of Monster Hunter Generations to talk about. We got a big po- flying porcupine to discuss in the form of Nergigante. We have mm. your questions uh, and so much more here. Uh, so we're going to take a little tiny break, and we'll be right back with our assigned quest. This is the assigned quest where Mike and I talk about what we've been doing in our Monster Hunter games. And, and, and actually, I, I feel like I have to come forth with a confession, Mike. I, I yes. feel I feel like instead of talking about, you know, we, we will talk about what I've been doing and what you've been doing. But I feel like I gotta start by saying what I have not been doing because I somehow just missed the entire whole summer festival of awesomeness that was Monster Hunter World. That was going on the last couple of weeks where you could, they had redesigned the gathering hub and you could get extra tickets to get fancy outfits that go over your armor and other. Yeah, no, it looked really cool. Um, It sounds really cool. Yeah, there was there was a whole bunch of different uh, events uh, and some really cool quests you could do. But I just didn't have the time. Didn't have the time to sit at my PlayStation 4, really. Yeah. But I did, I did have, uh, I did have a full day of business flying, so I got some TLC with my 3DS. Yay! Yeah. But before I talk about that, what have you been working on, Mr. Apps? Uh, mostly trying to, I guess, force my way through the, the one-star quests on Generations, which I finally did. Finally, so now I can make real progress. Did you, uh, did, yeah, did you was... do them all, or just a key quest? 
Uh, I just did the key quest. That's all I could stomach. Come on, there's so many cool gathering quests. I mean, there's so much stuff you can get. I got a bunch of mushrooms. I got a bunch of ferns. Uh, I'm good. Very good. Very good. You don't know what you're missing out on. <sighs> I, I also I also worked on some of the key quests for Seven Star in Monster Hunter Four Ultimate. Oh. Yeah. So getting there. I think I unlocked the urgent quest, but I'll have to go back and look. I may have had one key quest left. Hmm. But I'm close. I don't know. I, I Because of our challenge, I've been focusing as much on generations as possible. Yeah, me too. And that's probably going to increase a lot now that I've gotten through the the uh, boring quests. Uh, so. Oh, no, no. Trust me. There's a lot more in two-star and oh, three-star. Yeah. And, and then you can start really crafting weapons and stuff that's where it picks up uh that was my experience with double x uh but yeah um that was one star this the game just gets off to a bad start especially for a game that's supposed to be it's a celebration of all the past monster hunter games and um i obviously this is designed for fans so i'm not sure why you have a bunch of boring intro quests it, uh, i don't get it but it's done with, so I, I won't complain about it anymore. Yeah, uh, the uh, the 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 second star. There's a whole bunch of quests in there, and I tried to knock everything out. But uh, oh boys, I mean, we we're talking literally four pages of quests, and I swear each page has like ten to twelve, which would be awesome if all of those were hunt quest. Yeah, but unfortunately and sadly, I feel like maybe a third of them are hunt quest. And that's including the small shit, you know, like the small go beat up ten, you know, Velaptosaurs or whatever, <laughs> which is fun. I like to use, so I like to use, uh, you know, the, the gathering quests normally don't bug me too, too much if they're not too hard to get. But some of those gathering quests, like there's the get 1,000 caravan research, whatever the hell they're called, points. And I'm like running around picking up, you know, they're found in you like they're randomly distributed through the resource nodes, and you don't even know when you when you pick it up, you don't know that it's it counts towards your points. You have to run all the way back to base, deposit in your box, and see if your point counter goes up. It's Ugh. extremely time consuming. Uh, then there'll be some quests that's like get ten unique berries. Again, those are those are those are random, you know, uh, procs whenever you're picking up herbs. And you just, it's, 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 you could go through 20 rose bushes just to get three of those guys. Uh, and it's just, and you're still just running around in circles waiting for the bush to respawn or whatever. Those are the ones that irritate me. I mean, generally, like, when it's just, like, go out and get, you know, 10 leopard seal skins or whatnot, and you know where they're at, you can just go get them real fast and come back. I yeah. like those because I'll pick up herbs along the way, and it, to me, it's just a way to stock up my piles back home. But when I'm, like, looking around forever, I can't even pick up other shit because now my pockets are full. Generations does give you the ability to go back to camp and dump them on the cat one time who will take them back to town for you. So you can empty out your pockets once. But, yeah. Which is which is a godsend. You didn't have that in four. No. No, it's handy. It's handy, but when you fill up your pockets again, because you still haven't found enough of those unique ferns or whatever, it's a little frustrating. Uh, so, yeah, it helps if you do pull up on the internet exactly what are your key quests, and you can kind of, you know, know which one of those you can bypass, uh, you know, and the such. Because one or two of those gathering quests are actually key quests. 
which which is kind of a silly design to say all the key quests should just be kill stuff quests. Yeah. Anyhow, you know, but yeah, I've been putting a lot of time in Monster Hunter World. I I kind of like um uh I kind of like I've been spinning I've been using the the Asian town as my launching point. That's the one I usually go with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz May I may I usually make Monster Hunter characters after my wife. She's Asian, so it all just kind of blends in together. And then I found an Asian outfit, so it's like all thematic. But it's cool that you get visitors from the older Monster Hunter games as you pop into different towns and the such. Uh, I, I I ran to the chief son from Monster Hunter hmm. Three. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It it is cool. Um, I, it's just um, I don't know. I don't really the only four is like the only towns I really have any nostalgia for. Like, uh, I mean the the Asian one I do because I'm one of the uh, probably few people that actually played uh, uh, Portable Third. But I mean in general, just yeah, the towns the yeah. towns lack nostalgia for me because I don't see I don't recognize any towns from Four Ultimate. Am I am I wrong? Am I missing something here? Uh, I swear there was one in there. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go back and look. Like maybe it's from the original four that we we never got. It, you know, like I feel like that's what's happening. Uh, same thing with like three ultimate. I got the chief son, but I think the three city. I think it was you or somebody else told me the the one that we got in generations was from original Monster Hunter three or Monster Hunter three portable, whatever it was called. Uh, so that's a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, but. Um... With that being said, it's not really about the town. It's about the nope. monsters. Have you been able to hunt any fun monsters? No. no. Uh, I'm going to do the urgent... I'm on the urgent quest for Ooh. one star. And then excitement can begin. So, so uh, you know, I've gotten... That's where the game really kind of shines. Uh, a couple... So I've hunted a, quite a number of monsters. And I'll talk about a few of them here. But one thing I'll mention first, uh, one of my critiques of Monster Hunter 4, as you might recall, Mr. Apps, was I felt that the uh, that the hunting grounds were somewhat limited. It felt like I was going through the same four hunting grounds. And then when there was something new, it was really just a reskin of an old one. Like yeah. the lava one. And, 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 and you know, I haven't really felt that in generations so far. And I'm already like 30 hours in because that's how long it takes to get through second star. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, it, there's a lot of different settings because they're pulling from the different games, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, so that's that's pretty awesome. I want to put that out there first. But I fought a bulldrome. A bulldrome. Do you know what a bulldrome <laughs> is? Uh, I, it's a warthog, right? It's a freaking warthog with huge ass tusks. That's it. That's all it is. It's a warthog. It's just bigger than the other ones you run across. It's just it's just silly. So, yeah, I remember uh, that from one of the portable games, maybe Portable Second. Yeah, yeah. So he was nothing to take down. Uh, you know, uh, Velocidrome and uh, you know Yin Kukut, especially. Well, Velocidrome, I should say, and Great uh, Macaco, uh, Macao. Uh, so both of those creatures are both reptilian. Both of them have similar attack patterns in that they basically just leap forward or pounce forward. Uh, Makako's, he's a weaker creature, I think. He only had like 700, 800 hit points. And he gives a really huge tell. Be- tell? Tail? He tells you way ahead of time <laughs> before he does. Because he, he sits back on his tail like he's just all excited, like uh, like Tigger on his tail, before he pounces forward. And it's it gives you all the time in the world to get out of the way. 
uh, Velocidrome is a, is a little bit faster on that, so you need to be a little bit more careful around him. But uh, my irritant so far is uh, Yankaku, which rushes forward, but spits fire in all these different directions as he's rushing forward. Yeah. Yeah, so you think you're rolling out of the way, and you just rolled right into a fireball, because he totally <laughs> fired it at a 60-degree angle off to the side. Yeah, he's cute. He's not too tough, but yeah, that, that the fire can be annoying. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he got my nerves just a little bit. Just a little. Um, yeah. And then and then I, I, I totally turned... Uh, I think I mentioned this last time, but uh, I'm but I'm getting through these pretty easy because I turned Azuros into my new armor, so my my woolly bear armor because that was I think Azuros was my favorite monster for the time that I put into Monster Hunter Three because uh, it certainly wasn't anything that swam underneath the water. Oh no, no, <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, sir, no, no. So Azuros is pretty easy to beat. Uh, with your beginning armor and weapons, and then you can turn him into armor and pump some armor spheres into it, and that gives you pretty good protection through second and probably third star, I'm like halfway through three three star right now. So yeah, De- so but de- pro- definitely good I'll variety. Probably, yeah, Let's, I'll probably catch up to you pretty quick now that um, <sighs> gathering is done. Gathering, yeah, like that's what you gotta understand, guys. When you come into this, you're gonna be going from monster. If you're coming from Monster Hunter World. Uh, just understand, you're you're gonna have yeah. some gathering to do. It's not just side quests that are thrown in as you go along. It it is there yeah. are certain quests that you do have to go and gather stuff, and some of it requires patience. Just stick with it. Just just stick promise. with it. Stick the monsters get it. better later on. Yeah. Yes. This is just the beginner blues uh, of this particular title, uh, and and the such. I have been farting around with the different weapons too, uh, and playing around with the different styles. Hmm. I did a I did a gun lance for a while, and I did it with the aerial style. Yeah, that feels like cheating. Yeah, you know, let your lancer guy just jump in the air and start smacking the back for your free mount. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The aerial style is what I used in uh, double X or double cross, and it just feels kind of like cheating because you get the best part of the insect glaive for every single weapon. Every single weapon. Every single weapon. I uh, I haven't tried it with the. I probably need to try it with the charge blade because the charge blade, as you know, is like my second favorite. But uh, in other games, but I wasn't really. I tried it with the gun lance for a while. I wasn't super feeling it, so I kind of fell back on the the insect blade because it's so much. I love insect blade. Even yeah. in the old games, I just it's just so hard to go back. But uh, I haven't tried the jumping, the jumping aerial aerial combat style with the insect glaive. Is that super exciting? Is it somehow more aerial than ever before? No, it's it's pretty much the same. If you're going to do that, I would pick one of the other styles. Ah. So I've been doing. I think I've been doing adept, which just is the normal move set with with two special moves, and a lot of them seem kind of lame to me or extremely situational. So I went with Bug Shield, and I think it's called Insect Smash or something along those lines. And the Bug Shield, when you activate it, surrounds you with some bugs that might damage the enemy, I guess. Or protect you a little bit, I don't know. But then the Insect Smash, that bar takes a little bit longer to fill up, but you can smash the enemy for a lot of damage. Um, And if you do that while the Insect Shield is up, apparently you do more damage. 
But the key is I found out is, is I'm thinking, ooh, this sounds really awesome, so I'm just going to save both these bars and want to knock down the monster, just really go off on him. Well, it takes so many seconds to activate the insect shield uh, that that the monster has already gotten up before my plan <laughs> can come to fruition. And the insect smash, or whatever it's called, has so many frames of animation to it. <laughs> that monster needs to stay perfectly still for you to hit him with it. I was able to knock down one monster who had the misfortune of being asleep at the time. Because <laughs> that's what they do when you beat them up too much. They go take a siesta. And doing that move on him was enough to finish him off. So that was super fun. I could imagine doing that with a couple of bomb barrels down would be super exciting. That would be great. Which yeah. which I did play a tiny bit of Monster Hunter World last night uh, while waiting for somebody. And just to make sure it was still running on my PlayStation and everything. And I end up fighting a Teostra. You can't capture yes. those guys. But uh, so when they go and retreat and they go to sleep, lots of bomb barrels all around his head. That mm-hmm. is always that that never gets old. It, it just doesn't. Bomb barrels in the head. It's the ultimate wake up call. Yeah, I love the bomb barrels. You know, you know what else can be a wake up call, Mister Apps? What's that? Nergigante. Haven't had the pleasure. Well, we're going to talk about them right after this break. And uh, this is Investigation, where we dive into a monster into great detail. And tonight we are talking about the one, the only, Nergigante. Nergigante is an elder dragon. First introduced in Monster Hunter World, which is really the only place you can find him right now. And and he is epic, Mike. He is some... Looks pretty epic. He looks epic, and he fights epically. And some people would go as far as to tell you that this is the best boss battle of Monster Hunter World. Mm. That he even... He does a better job of being a badass than even the the, the ones that came after him. Uh, and the such. And it's kind of hard to disagree, especially when you confront him in his lair, which is the first place you fight him at. Uh, they they design that level brilliantly. With He uses that environment against you. And, and if you're smart, you can use some of it against him. But there are gigantic set pieces that break away and open up as part of that fight. Interesting. And uh, it's just epic. You really do feel like you are fighting this big, ferocious pissed off beast that just wants to separate your entrails from your body <laughs> that's all he wants to do so nurgigante is a dragon with with just just tons of spikes huge ass horns in the front of course vicious claws and vicious teeth like you would expect but he's covered in spikes even on his wings and he's when you, you the battle starts off i think he's, he's usually black or, or dark purple in color but as the battle goes on uh, you will see these uh spikes grow uh and and the such and they start off growing like white in color but then they'll turn black, which means they're hardening. The idea is you really want to do your best to knock off as many of these spikes as possible. Because once Pumpkin has a full set of grown spikes, he does the nuclear by, uh, dive bomb. And that's where nice. he just goes up in the air and, you know, it's kind of like a Superman punch into the ground. 
he just crashes down into you and all the spikes on his back just explode in 360 degrees around him you are not ready for this boys and girls i promise you you will cart once or twice um and it is really tough Uh, for an insect glaive user trying to dodge there's nowhere to dodge his his area of effect on that is huge and you have to and he's so big that just the initial bomb dive that he does is hard to roll out of the way but then you add into it the explosion of spikes on top of it and it's very very frustrating uh when you first start the um there there there's two ways out or there's two ways to survive through that aside from hoping he doesn't do it enough to cart you all three times uh, first one is the way I picked, which is to go back to Lance. <laughs> just just lance it up, put your shield up, and take it like a man. You know, and and with with the shield, he's still gonna carve off like uh, depending on your buffs and stuff, he can still carve off a third or half of your hit points or whatever. And since he's still pissed, he's still gonna keep attacking you. So you let your guard down at the wrong moment, you're still gonna cart. So, but at least you have a fighting chance. The second way, the second well, there's actually three ways. The second way is is the is what we call the uh, the Superman dive, which is different than the Superman you know punches you know hammer fist into the ground. The Superman dive is more of a desperation move. If you're running away from a monster, a Monster Hunter world, and you hit the jump button, you will dive away from the monster in this really pathetic looking dive. Like you're just throwing yourself at the mercy of whatever's ahead of you. <laughs> There are invincibility frames in that. Oh God! So if you're if you're Dark Souls good, that will work for you. I am not Dark Souls good, so I use the lance. <laughs> the other way is as as you kind of get to know his patterns better. Uh, it is always possible that you run around a corner or something more solid to kind of protect you. But be aware that many things that look solid will simply break away when he runs into them. Pillars and the such are nothing to Nergigante. So you got to know where the real solid walls are at for that to really work. Uh, and that's why for, for new people facing this guy the first time, that that's, yeah, good luck. It, it may it may be possible when if you catch him at the right minute... When he's up in the air about to dive bomb to maybe flash grenade him or something, my reflexes haven't quite been that fast. I think I, I'm trying to remember if I ever got that accomplished. Again, I usually just turtle up. Uh, I've, I've done it with a charge blade as well. You're going to take a little more damage with the charge blade, but again, depending on your buffs and what skills you have, uh, you can survive uh, survive that with your shield at the ready. So, yeah. He is extremely vicious. He He is fast. He is vindictive. Uh, you've, you're in his house. And even without that super move, he is a vicious opponent who will chase your ass down and hunt you down and continue to swipe and claw and bite. And even if it means hurting himself, he doesn't care if he's running into walls or pillars or whatever. He just he doesn't care. The legend has it that Nergigante actively hunts and feeds on elder dragons. So that, yeah, you are dealing with the apex predator here. Um, Yeah, yeah. So kind of keep that in mind. His weakness is is thunder. So uh, I will usually, you know, when I, uh, you know, I'll usually go in with, uh, when I'm with a party, I will use the insect glaive. I feel like I got a little more space to, to, to run around. I have this really cool thunder insect glaive. And I'll just keep flying in the air and knocking the spikes off his back. Uh, and the such. Status effects have some e- effectiveness on them as well as dragon, but ice, water, and fire are pretty much not effective. So, 
he 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 is he is mean, and he is a, he is a skill check for a lot of players. I mean, granted, if you've gotten that far, I think you'll stick with it. But I've definitely had some people become very very frustrated with Pumpkin. I like the little like his little icon. It's uh, it does look like a dragon porcupine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's that, pretty cool. That's that's essentially what he is, and uh, you know. One of one of the uh, arena battles that they had up, uh, and, and 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 listeners might know that arena battles, excuse me, the, the 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 main ones, anyways, are two players. So me and my friend went into some arena battles, and there's an arena battle with Nurgigante. Having him confined to an arena <laughs> with you <laughs> is the stuff that nightmares are made of. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. And when he does that Superman dot bot dive bomb, whatever, good luck. Good luck. Because there's nowhere to go, so yeah, it's it's crazy. You you hopefully are far apart enough from your friend that only one of you is gonna get killed. You know, with that, that's that's your strategy. That's your great strategy. Okay, I hope you got nope. that. Bye bye. The strategy is to have only one of you die at a time. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. a frightening strategy. It, it, it is, but uh, there you go. So uh, that's our good friend Nergigante. And uh, let us know. Let us know how you took down Nergy for your first time. Again, for me, it was uh, it was the Lance, and actually very epic. I actually I, should, I forgot to go back, but the the first time the first times I fought him was with friends, and we just wiped, and we actually got frustrated as a group uh, and the such. And then I remember the second time I took another friend. It was we were kind of and mind you, if you so if you duo a monster, it's it can be tougher than if you soloed it. Because a monster will get like two and a half times the hit points, which is great if you have three or four people. But if you have two people, it can really feel like you got a hand tied behind your back. It just never dies. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, I had a friend who was playing the heavy uh, heavy uh, gun, and he was off at the distance kind of shooting, thought he was safe. And there were Gigante ain't here and that. Nergigante leapt all the way across the field (laughs) (laughs) like a pissed off tiger or you know cheetah he was over there and before my friend could even stand up and pack his gun up to try to run away he was dead (laughs) you know that's the thing about Monster Hunter World 2 is um, it's so much harder to run away because you can't just wander into another screen and take a Mm -hmm. breather now there, the 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 cool thing is, and this, and, and on the first few times we pl- we fought Nerd Gigante, this was absolutely a must. Uh, during the ba- during the transition, so there's definitely times where he'll retreat to another room, giving you a bre- a much needed breather. You can just uh, fly back, teleport, whatever, back to your base and get more supplies. And I can't tell you, we went through our healing potions, we went through our buffs and everything, which is another thing that if this 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 dragon will definitely provide either a really hard skill check and or a check to see if you're actually making use of the various buffs that are there with the potions and the sprays and the berries and whatever so at that it's kind of like at some some players up until that point got away with just using the occasional healing potion yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Nergigante laughs at your healing potion. But it was so funny watching players... And some players hadn't really put much into upgrading their armor because up until that point, most of the monsters for them, their Dark Soul players or whatever, were pretty easy. So, yeah. But for me, as a defensive person, for the most part, who invests in my armor and believes in my armor and believes in putting armor spheres into my armor, <laughs> uh, yeah, 
was able to get through that a lot better. But yeah, Nergigante, you definitely want to do your homework. You definitely want to be prepared. Uh, you can always pick up a group of four players, you know, online uh, and hope you don't get a bad pug. Because the bad pug, they'll all wipe out at once. Oh, that was another epic fight I had with Nergigante. Really, really hilarious. So, you know, this was at, this was after I had already beaten him a few times, but now I had other player friends coming up. And so they're like, can you come and help us beat him? I'm like, sure. And so we go and we fought him the first time and we died. Motherfudge cycles. Okay. And you always get a little frustrated when you cart three times. And it's th- the way Monster Hunter World works is, and I think it's the way it is in any Monster Hunter game, it's whenever there's a total of three KOs. So yeah. if one person KOs three times or three people KO one, you know, whatever. So the second time we, we all... We, we die together and we're like okay let's let's make this one count guys because i'm wasting all kinds of resources because you don't get your potions back when you die so we go at it a third time and it was so freaking i think one of us carded and so we have two lives left we're like okay guys be careful whatever and we got into like near the final phase and we're feeling really good about ourselves he goes up into the air and superman dives and I and I get the whole game over, mission failed, mission failed screen. And I'm like, okay, which one of you numbskulls cost us this one? Oh, wait a minute. We all died at the same time. <laughs> Pumpkin wiped us all oh, out at the same time. That's brutal. That is the power of Nergigante, boys and girls. Do not underestimate him. Alrighty. I think that's probably the longest investigation we did, but Nergigante... Is, is worth the time. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about Kushala Deora. So, uh, but until then, we're going to take another little break because I hear a ship's coming into port and we got some mail to read. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Argosy Mail, where we read your questions, comments, and oh so much more. Got some questions up here, Mike. Are you ready? I'm always ready for answering questions. You know that. I'm hoping you can answer this due to your experience with the Japanese version. Someone asked me today, how do you transfer your 3DS character to the Switch with Monster Hunter Generations? Uh, Well, in the Japanese version, you basically had to... um, you like logged into, I believe, the Switch version. You got a code, then you logged in via the 3DS version and entered the code, and you were kind of all set to go from there. Um, now, the US version may be a little different because um, in Japan, you can transfer both ways because there was a 3DS version of uh, Ultimate. Um, so they may have switched it up a little bit this way since there's no transfer back. Uh, so obviously it'll be a simplified server. So uh, we'll kind of have to see. But it's probably going to be something relatively simple like that where you just log into one version, get a code, log into the other, get a code, transfer it over, and you're done. Shouldn't oh. be anything too difficult. Mr. Um, oh, go ahead. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's going to be anything like actually connecting your... 3ds to the switch over yeah no this connection or anything like that yeah i remember of course you and i played plenty of monster hunter 3 and that was done with an app but yeah yeah they may not even need to do that since it's probably it may it probably will just be a one-way transfer everything i've seen so far didn't say it but pretty much imply that it looked like it would be a one-way trip for your character 
Which yeah. is which is fine because then if I'm on my 3DS, I still have Monster Hunter three and four. Um, that if I'm out on the road and I only took my 3DS, because when I go traveling, a lot of times I just bring the the 3DS. It's more portable than the Switch. Yeah. Uh, anywho, what was your first Monster Hunter game, and which one is your favorite? Oh, uh, first one would definitely be. Don't think I ever actually played the PS2 version when that was out. So it would have to be Monster Hunter Freedom, which was interesting but kind of bounced off me. And my favorite is still four, for sure. My uh, my first one was four, and and currently Ooh. my my favorite is four. Yeah, because yeah. I picked it up on sale or something. I popped it in, and when I first played it, I didn't like it, so it went on the shelf. I put like <laughs> a de- I couldn't figure some of the stuff out. I read a few websites. Uh, but I didn't get what was, what was so awesome about it. But then, as as if you listen to, like, I think it's our first or second podcast, I mentioned that when Monster Hunter World got announced, I was like, ooh, let me get back into it. And I got into four. Michael talked me into to three, uh, which was definitely a cool experience. And it's got me, the way, the way Monster Hunter 3 goes between your DS and the big screen is really neat. So I'm looking forward to having, like, a Switch version that I could play at work in my hand and then putting it on the big screen. I think it'll be very similar. So I'm excited about it. But... So far, Generations has a lot of cool things going on for it, but I haven't put enough time into it yet for it to say, yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I mean, it's kind of... It's never it's never going to be the favorite for me just because it does. it's never going to have that, like, really cool story and gameplay mix that 4 did so well. And just the flow. The flow of 4 was great. The flow of Generations at the start is poop it stumbles yeah yeah no definitely uh four tells a good story it's just it's tough if you're getting into it for if you're getting into the series for the first time monster hunter world is much more approachable oh for sure um so okay our next question after high rank do you ever find yourself wearing an armor set in battle for its looks even though it is subpar uh no no, I would will wear the butt ugliest armor um, that I can find if it provides the best protection. Like I, I could care less, could care less what the armor looks like if it gives me great protection, especially at those higher ranks. Uh, I'm taking it. You know, I that's I really don't care what it looks like. Actually, and that kind of that kind of just inspired me to ask you a follow up question, uh, Mister Epps, and then I'll give my answer. But uh, for you, when you're at those high ranks, do you pick your armor? Do you feel like you you gravitate towards armor with, let's say, better defense or better elemental protection against whatever you're fighting, or do you go more for the uh, the skills that it brings to the table? Um, I'd say protection. Cool. That's kind of the way I play too. That's kind of the way I roll. Especially at Monster Hunter World was... I know I had friends tell me, well, if I take this and this and this, I get double critical shot. And I was just like, but my Rathalos armor, which doesn't look very attractive at all, protects me against fire, and everything in Monster Hunter World breathes fire! <laughs> in case you guys haven't heard, it's totally a thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, for, for me, I've done it. I will do it only if I'm playing with friends that I'm super confident in. I will sub, especially when I'm playing like a bowman or something that's going to be a distance anyways. I have occasionally pulled off the, uh, the, the, the Aloy armor from Horizon Zero Dawn, which <laughs> totally sucks, but makes you look like Aloy from the game. Um, I've done that a couple of times, so 
you know, and the such. But generally, if I do wear something that looks good, I I put in at least the armor spheres to make it somewhat competitive. But in soloing and and or if I'm playing with a new friend, or I think it's gonna be a really tough fight for going up against a temper dragon, screw it. Yeah, no, I don't care how ugly I look. You gotta survive that shit. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the last and most important question on the list for tonight. Uh, that oh, and then I'll have some comments. But the the as far as questions goes, Mike, why are there so many gather quests in Monster Hunter Generations? Uh, I don't know. It was the first. It's funny because when I reviewed for one of the first things I noticed was the lack of like required gathering quests, which was refreshing because. Um, I remember there being some in three, and they may not have been required because, you know, I didn't originally completely get the idea of key quests because the game doesn't necessarily make that plain to you. Um, but I mean, in four, for sure, like one star, you're fighting large monsters and you're doing cool things. And I mean, beyond that, the game starts you on a boat where cool stuff is happening. Oh, yeah. It, it opens up with this exciting cutscene. And uh, I believe in Monster Hunter Generations, uh, after, like, five gathering quests, I did get a hunt quest. I had to kill, like, seven squirrels, I think. Or was it three bunny rabbits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, it's very, it's just kind of the opposite. Another thing I've noticed, too, uh, about uh, about uh, about Monster Hunter 4 that it has over Generations, now that I've played Generations for a bit, they really dropped the ball here. Monster Hunter 4 has the coolest monster introductions when you first come across a monster. Like, yeah. it shows them really well. It get, you know, uses high texturing. They look really good. And it makes it pretty dramatic. Like, it'll show your hunter kind of going around. And it's it's something they carried in Monster Hunter World really well, too. I like the cutscenes in Monster Hunter World the first time you come across a monster. But Monster Hunter Generations, which came after 4, it's just like, boom, here's a monster with a title card. Go at it. And it's like, oh... That, that kind of sucks. Like it was really cool, kind of seeing my hunter up close and you know in her armor, looking all mean, about to tear apart a monster. Yeah, Monster Hunter Gen kind of missed out on that. Yeah, okay. but that has nothing to do with Gather Quest. Uh, I think the real answer, Mister Mister Mike, of why Monster Hunter Generations has so many quests is because it wants to teach you patience. In order to be an effective hunter, what? you have to be I able to have patience. Be you guys, I want a smashy, smashy. Nope, nope. You gotta be able to sneak up on your monsters, wait for the right moment when they're taking a dump or something. That all takes patience. Okay, so you know it's it's about teaching you. Wax on, wax off. But I want a smashy, smashy, not gathery, gathery. Yeah. So, oh boy, that's why. So you guys might have noticed here at the beginning of the show, we actually changed our introduction. Because it used to say, you know, Hero Monster, whatever, uh, The Hunt, Stories for Monster Hunter. We talk about Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. I changed that to Monster Hunter Generations uh, Ultimate, right? Because that, with that new game coming out, that really will be uh, the primary focus for us. But I will say, Mike and I do have a soft spot for 4 for a number of good reasons. So you're still going to hear some 4 stuff here and there. Um, now, Comments. Uh, Bobby Watson on our forums writes, Regarding the challenge, do you mean getting all the way to the end of high rank instead of getting to high rank? Getting to high rank does not actually take that long. I had to redo it after I lost my previous uh, 3DS uh, with Monster Hunter 4 Special Edition sigh. And looking at my game time, it sits a bit above 14 hours. I, I wrote, I, well, we meant just getting to high rank. I know it's easy for some. Uh, for me, it's daunting because I like to do a lot of the quest. Uh, and unlock a few things along the way. I'm already at 30-some hours, and I'm maybe, uh, maybe 
partway, one-third of the way through third star, and there's, what, six stars, I think, of quests? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm probably, I'm probably not going to meet the challenge. I suck. Um, but Bobby writes, I usually just do the key quest to get to high rank, make myself some high rank armor weapons, and then go back and do the lay rank stuff with superior equipment. It's faster. And he's, he's, probably, he's probably right there. Uh, Budai says, I have a full deviant set maxed out to rank 10, and I'm ready to go. Nice. Do you, do you have your... Oh, wait, no, you don't, because you play the Japanese version. Huh? <laughs> <sighs> Welcome back to Monster Hunter Generations. Play it again for the very first... Or play for the first time again, or whatever. Play you know what would be, yeah. be funny if I buy the game, load it up, ready to transfer over the save I worked on, load it up, and be like, why is there... Why is it already reading a save on my system? Oh, God! Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness, could you imagine? Uh... That would be interesting. Uh, and what else would be interesting is to hear more comments from you guys. You can do that over at rpgamer.com whenever you're in, uh, whenever you're on the podcast for the hunt. You can leave your comments right there on those pages. That's where we read them from. You can also hit me up at Twitter uh, at GC Servant or at Ask Wheels. Uh, we'll be happy to read your questions or, or just our Discord. Discord has really been taken off. You can find directions to that from our website. Very easy. Under community. But uh, feel free to hit me up in Discord with your questions as well, uh, where I'm JC Servant. But while you're looking up how to do that, we're going to play this quick little ditty for you and wrap this up with the canteen. This is the canteen where we just do some kitchen sink cleaning up and what we're going to be working on. Mr. Mike mentioned he was going to be working on his two-star quest. Mm-hmm. And three-star. I don't know if you're going to be able to face the wrath of the great Makako. Yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah. Or Velocidrome. Better yet, Bulldrome. Because there's an already, original name for you. I already beat them once when I couldn't even read their name. I know. Good. <laughs> yeah. When I couldn't <laughs> even read their name. <laughs> I, I will say, like, if you're getting bored with some of those easy monsters and stuff, it is a good time to, to try out different weapons and different um, styles, the different styles that are out there, and just yeah. get get a better feeling for, like, your secondary and your third weapon. For me, personally, it helps to have a couple different weapons, like, different weapon types for different monsters. Like, Lance, Prender Gigante, works like a charm every time, boys and girls. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm looking forward to fighting the Royal Ludroth outside of a body of water. Yay, no water. Yay, no water. Yeah. It's, like, it's just like when I... I think it was with you we were fighting. Oh, my God. Monster Hunter 3 yeah. in the water. That Who's, was awful. Whosever idea that was, they need to be shot. They just <laughs> need to... Just kick them out of game development. Just... Just... No, that was stupid. Just stop it. Uh, we have... We have Monster Hunter World coming out to the PC on August 9th. So that'll probably be up possibly before we do another podcast. I know I will probably end up having to get that and put some time into it because I got brothers who I've been hyping Monster Hunter World up all this time, but they don't have a PlayStation 4. <laughs> Ironically, they're getting a PlayStation 4 this month, but they're not going to get Monster Hunter World on it because if they did, they wouldn't be able to play together at the same time because it's just, they would only have one console. So they're going to get on a PC because there's plenty of PCs lying around, but only one PlayStation 4. Which means I'll have to level another character, but I already know the secret. Fire-resistant armor. Done. Game done. Game over. <laughs> Shoot. 
Uh, let's see here. And uh, Monster Hunter Generation Ultimate, as a reminder, is coming out August 28th at the end of the month. So we are now down as time of this recording. We have exactly one month before our characters will take the leap. I've already got like five different sets of armor too. That's kind of the reason I'm a little slow. I'm like, okay, let me go make this armor set. Let me just let me just have different armor sets because I, I want to play. I want to play. How does this look in HD? How does this look in HD? Oh, how does this look in? I can't wait. Can't wait to see how that the, looks. The answer is good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So many different sets. Again, it's one of the things we talked about before that that Generations has over four. It's just the sheer variety of monsters and armor sets. So many. Yeah. I'm yeah, already up to like seven pages of armor sets I can build at three stars. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, you got you got through high rank in 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 the Japanese version, did you? No, no. No. Oh. I was wondering because I'm wondering is it, I was wondering if in high rank they just do a lot of the same armor over again just with a different name and color because it's the you know the crazy version of the monster or something. I think it's got to look at least a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be I'll still keep collecting. I'll still keep working on it here and there. It's kind of hard to tell what the next few weeks will hold for me, but we'll see. We'll see. It, what, what about from you, Mister Mike? Any any final thoughts or comments about your Monster Hunter exploits? Uh, it's probably going to be mostly Generations, but I'll probably poke around in some 4 as well. Uh, but no rush on anything in that, obviously. Um, and then I'll probably try to play some Monster Hunter World in August again, once JRPG July is over. But uh, probably not too much, as I've been playing a lot of God of War whenever I turn on the PS4. So mm-hmm. that's kind of got me distracted. Remember, just grab your fire armor and don't look back. <laughs> It'll be fine. Pump some armor spheres into that crazy shiz, and you're good to go. Yeah, I think I already have a set of Rathalos armor. There so. you go. Yeah, see, all good. set. And that's why I beat, uh, what was it, Teostra, which is one of the Elder God um, dragons or whatever have you. It was Rathalos armor. Nice. Rathian, Rathalos, the red one. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. I always forget which one is which. It's got, like, it's got an eight fire resistance, plus it has the fire defense skill on it. And Pumpkin yeah. just breathes out a bunch of fire. He also does Blast, so there's a couple of times where you might get Blast as you have to roll around to get it off or, or whatnot, but I don't think that's deadly. He did KO me once. Uh, he does that that final starburst maneuver in the air uh, that has a huge AoE, and, and it, I was rolling out of the way, but apparently didn't hit the invincibility frames. <laughs> so... But yeah, not not too hard to take down otherwise with the with the right armor and armor spheres and of course a kick ass insect glaive. Insect glaives are awesome. I, I will say Monster Hunter Four does make it easier to use the insect glaive as far as leveling it up. So I'm feeding my bug a lot of speed juice. Nice. Get him faster. Plus it has those cool uh those cool coatings for the uh short sword. Uh the short and shield. So I was exhausting monsters. I was farting around with that. That is pretty cool. Monster gets tired faster. That's neat. Yeah. But anywho, well, we thank you all for listening. Um, Definitely uh, tell us what you're working on and let us know, and we'll be happy to read your stuff here on the air. Uh, But until then, have fun hunting down those monsters. The Hunt.
Stories from Monster Hunter is a production of RPGamer.com, your source for RPG news, reviews, podcasts, and more. Leave your comments on our forums or hit us up at Twitter. You can reach out to Phil at JC Servant and Michael Apps at Ask Wheels. Let us know what you think and help shape our future shows. When you got a craving to turn monsters into fashionable gear, come back and join us on The Hunt, Stories from Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter.